Previously on Wild Endeavors. The Wayward Sons ventured deep beneath a dead city, into the bowels of a subterranean realm, in the search of a cult, an answer to Therina's connection to the King in Yellow. Finally believing they had caught up to the cult, our heroes found themselves face to face with an ancient kraken, a so-called Herald of Hastur. This is the story of the Wayward Sons, featuring Nick Feely as the elven fighter Aramil Galadinel. There's no assigned seats. We're just walking into a cave. <laughs> Evan Chamberlain as the human cleric Elemin Corster. Oh, this is one of Elemin's greatest fears right now. Amy Jossino as the dwarven barbarian Thorina Thunderhelm. How do I become an unherald? How do I unherald? Devin Salisbury as the Eladrin wizard Varys Leodon. I am not a mermaid. Adam Rogers as the gnome rogue Malkin Kessel. Single-handedly, once again, Malkin saves the day. And I'm Thomas Marsetti, the GM and producer of These Are Wild Endeavors. I felt like I got one of those water-breathing things last time. Earlier, Thomas made a really sarcastic comment about not remembering stuff that happened last time, so you don't want to bring that up. (laughs) (laughs) And now, the season finale, episode 21, Wrath of the Kraken. water in the center of the pool roils and then explodes upward. A kraken the size of a two-story house crashes into the cavern. Jagged and wicked chitinous ridges run the length of its body. Its arms ripple with the strength to crush ships. And you see now that it is already gripping the glowing columns of the chamber and is using them to pull its full bulk above the water. As it does so, the hate-filled eyes of the second herald of the King in Yellow settles on Therina and Diggy with ravening intent. Um, instead of actually trying to fight the Kraken, can I just be like, Diggy's not a prisoner, she's my friend, slash pet, slash companion? By whatever name, my people will be slaves no more. Can Diggy talk to the Kraken? I mean, I'll let her out completely. You can try, sure. Okay, yeah, I'll let her out to, like, try to to communicate with the Kraken. Okay, so Diggy comes all the way out of the amulet. Her body at this point is probably about the size of uh, like a pony. She's gotten a pretty good size. And then her arms are, you know, I think we said they're about 10 feet long. So she comes out of the amulet and kind of settles in front of you on the beach and is kind of just like staring intently at the other Kraken. (laughs) Do they communicate? It certainly looks like Diggy is trying, although given that her communication is telepathic, it's tough to say for sure. Though you also don't have an abundance of time to consider this, 
as one of the Kraken's arms shoots forward out of the water and crashes down on the beach around Diggy. Tightens and then begins to pull Diggy toward the water. Alright, yeah, so I'm gonna try to attack the limb that's grabbing my Kraken. The thing recoils from your hammer blow, but it's still holding on to Diggy. I will shoot all three of the arrows at the tentacle that's holding Diggy. Ooh, it's critical. You kids are not messing around. No. At the end of your turn, the seven pillars that clock lore has your arms wrapped around begin to glow. At first, it's just the ruins shedding a bit of pale blue light, but that light grows brighter and brighter. When it is almost blinding, the light runs down the Kraken's arms and into her body, and then the lightning arcs forth from her, striking at Aramil, Thorina, and Elemen. Go ahead and roll, and let's see how bad it is for you. Thorina, your barbarian instincts kick in. You're not faster than lightning, but you had begun to jump away when it struck you, so you did not take the full brunt of it. Aramil and Elemen, on the other hand, these bolts of lightning hit you like a truck. Um, this thing is gonna hurt, so seeing that, I'm gonna cast uh, Flame Strike right on top of it. Gouts of flame pound this thing from the sky. For such a powerful spell, you were hoping for a little bit more, but the Kraken does let out something between a groan and a grunt. I'm going to shoot it with my bow. Your shot catches one of those chitinous ridges, and the arrow just snaps. Is there, like, a pillar I can hide behind? Yeah. I'm going to do that. As Malkin is ducking behind the pillar... The three paladins charge forward. As they are running, you hear them praying. Their armor begins to gently glow with silver light, and their weapons become like beacons. They fall into a battle formation at the edge of the beach, almost like a shield wall, as they continue their battle prayers. Wait, when did, did the Kraken already go? Not yet, no. Oh. I mean, you can wait for it to go if you want. Hmm. No, no, I'll, I'll do it now. See what happens. I am going to cast a new spell. The, I choose a creature within the range, and they're compelled to begin to comically dance in place. Okay. So what does casting the spell look like? It looks very showy and flashy, like I'm doing something very crazy and convoluted. And as I gather this energy all around me, I just put it into a finger gun and point it and fire the finger gun at it. When the spell hits the Kraken, you see it kind of spread out and disperse over the Kraken's skin, but then it just continues to spread more and more and grow thinner and thinner until it kind of runs off the sides of the Kraken, almost like sand in a wind tunnel. It did not have any effect. How? In your studies with the Fatari, you would have almost certainly seen something like this when a particular type uh, or school of magic is negated or nullified in some way, the magic will often disperse like that. 
I thought it was a good idea. It was a great idea. But... So on its turn, it's going to pull Dickie the rest of the way to itself, and at this point now has pulled her underwater pretty close to its body. Like, the, the arm and Dickie have disappeared completely underwater. And then the Kraken... You can, you can almost see, like, its arms tense around those pillars, and the pillars uh, flash with a brilliant light again, and there's another rumbling thunder within the chamber. This time a bolt of lightning hits all five of you. Alright, um, I'm... I'm going to try to jump onto the part where the arm kind of connects to the kraken and like hit it as I'm going down and cast thunder smite. Your magic ring sends you leaping through the air. Baharat begins to crackle in your hand as you call upon its thunderous smite. Roll to see how you're going to land. You land fairly easily upon what would be one of the shoulders of the kraken. What does it look like when you hit this thing? I feel like I'd be really mad because it's dragging my Kraken down, so I'm focusing on the source of the limb, and I jump, and I come down on it with the Thunder Smite, and then I would swing my hammer around from the left side and come down again. Those two hits uh, with your hammer are pretty significant blows, and you can like you can see the flesh of this thing like crushing underneath it. Um, some of the the chitinous plates that are on the, the the skin here, which are it's not quite as heavy here as it is on the actual like what would be like the torso of the kraken, but you, you know you're still cracking those into it. There's doing significant damage to it. You do notice that the the lightning that like arcs off of Baharoth as you hit it doesn't seem to be doing really anything to the thing. Lame. Okay. Uh, but you are now on the Kraken, so... Can I communicate with Diggy right now? Or does she have to, like, be touching me? You can feel that she's nearby, but you can't, like, connect with her. Gotcha. Okay. Alright, I am going to uh, yell out, Farina, no! And then I am going to try a running long jump up on the Kraken next to her. <laughs> okay. So I think that, yeah, based on what you can run, you can, like, you could follow, you think you can follow the beach pretty well, like, get to this one pillar, and then leap, like, about the 20 feet outward, and, like, kind of hope to land on where the arm is, just below the water, near the Kraken. You're not going to be, like, up on it near Thorina, but you'll be, you'll be on it. I mean, if it helps, I have acrobatics, like, if I could try some acrobatic maneuver that would help me... Yeah, no, I, yeah, I'll, I would let you roll for that. Okay. Give me a little bit of flavor of what that looks like. As you you run along the beach, you're coming up by that pedestal, and then what are you doing to, like... Maybe I, uh, like, jump to one of the arms and sort of use it like a... Like, spin around the arm to, like, launch myself even further, like a high bar, kind of. Yeah, I like that. Okay. So you come, like, 
arcing down across and into the water and like you splash down but instead of like just sinking into the water you stop like just a little bit uh like the water comes just like about like up to mid chest on you and you can feel that tentacle or that arm beneath you you manage that so you are standing you're now probably only about like 10 feet from the the central body of the the kraken i will stand on the arm and shoot some arrows so yeah, so three really good hits. Like the arrows just sink like all the way up to the, the the fletching, and you can feel the the chamber rumble again. That that feeling like when it was talking to you, but it's just it's just the rumble. You don't hear any sound this time. I want to roll a check to figure out why this creature can't be charmed. Based on your studies, knowing that the this thing is a kraken, um, they were created by the gods that existed before the current pantheon. They were created to be like the army of the gods, and that army rebelled and destroyed those gods. You know that Kraken are incredibly magical. There's a, just a lot of really high-powered magic happening in this area. So and it, seems, it seems more like the magic is what I'm gathering around is disrupting me. With, with that roll, I'll say, like, you definitely get a sense, like, this thing is so powerful, it might just be able to ignore some of your magic. Um, you know, I'm so mad. I'm going to, I'm going to do a, uh, yep. I'm going to do a 7th level fireball. Oh, snap. Okay. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> okay. Please remember your dear friend Thorina is currently standing on the Kraken. I would like to do it so it doesn't hurt my allies. I always do this with fireballs. I'll say that if you target the arms, you could avoid hitting your friends, but you'll probably do less damage because you're just hitting its arms. I think I'm still going to do it though. Okay. If Again, if... Do you want to do it at the body or at the arms? Body is going to be full damage, but it will hit your friends. Arms will be less damage, but won't hit your friends. I'm going to hit the body. Okay. Aramil and Therina make it to be saving throw. You made it. Woohoo! You shoot off a fireball. and explodes. Like, right in what you think would be like the the center of the face of this thing doesn't really have that okay. and the fire just blossoms all around it and rolls over Thorina and she's she kind of like slides down the the one part of it and, and some of it gets blocked by one of the arms of the Kraken. Aramil being like mostly in waters like starts to duck down but the fire still like rolls up over his shoulder and head before he can duck into the water completely so everybody involved gets a little bit hurt there. She is going to, you can see the arms that are around the pedestals kind of grab a little bit tighter, like they, they cinch in around the pedestals, and then she lifts herself up completely out of the water, the entirety of her coming up out of the water, and then just drops back down. And there's a huge explosion of water and a tidal wave. And as the water rushes back out, I'm going to need you all to make a roll to see if it pulls you with it. Thomas, did I try to cast as a reaction shield? 
That makes sense to me. Instead of adding to your armor with that, go ahead and add that to your roll. Boom. There's this huge shockwave of water that's crashing up up around the chamber and then comes rushing back and you can feel it yanking you back. Ferris, this water just kind of like crashes around you and then flows back around you. You don't even get wet as the shield just kind of keeps it all away from you. Aramil Arena, you, you feel her like rising up and you're able to like grab a hold of like a chunk of tightness armor. And so when she comes crashing back down, you're able just like to hold on to that and not get sucked under element as the water comes rushing back. You just kind of brace into the ground and you slide a little bit, but not a whole lot. And Malkin, you just grab onto the pedestal as it crashes you into it. Uh, but, so you all stay in place. The three paladins, however, all failed. And as the wave comes crashing back toward this pool, they all get pulled into the water, and you watch them disappear below the surface. Yeah. Question. If I talk about the Kraken god that Diggy's named after, will that mean anything? Tell me what your intentions are, and we can figure out what to roll. Ha! <laughs> I would say, in the name of Dejas Azulia, stop attacking and release my Kraken. You feel tremors throughout the cavern again. And then all of you hear the Kraken's voice in your head. Never speak her name. And that is accompanied by one of her arms splashing up out of the water and swinging back at you, Therina. And that is a critical hit. Jesus. That is a lot of damage. That is maybe the biggest hit Therina's ever taken, huh? Well, I fucked that up. <laughs> it was worth a shot. I'm going to activate a uh, charge on my shield and cast uh, Mass Cure Wounds on everybody. Start my shield hand, I like, you know, throw out five glowing orbs that all hit everybody and it just kind of like shimmers like this radiant energy around them and their wounds start healing up. I think it. Can I get to an area where I can use another fireball without hurting my ally? I know I was kind of on the move to one, but probably. Yeah. Another arc of fire goes flying from your hands to the Kraken. Roiling over the thing's body and a few of its arms that are above water. Where it strikes, the flesh begins to burn and to crack. And Vlicklock Lore is going to respond by sending an arm out to attack Varus, and then trying to grab Therina and Aramil with two other arms. She hits all three of you. Therina and Aramil roll strength. So Therina, as the arm tries to wrap around you, you're able to kind of push it and keep it open long enough to duck out. Aramil, however, you are kind of pushed against the side of the Kraken by the arm, and then it's able to grab you and and encircle you. Functionally, I probably am limited in what I can do. Yeah, it's not a great place to be. Okay, so I'm going to continue to hit it in the face, I guess. <laughs> okay. So after two big hits from this thing, Therina responds, smashing her hammer into its side. With each hit, you hear chitin break and muscles and tendons tear underneath. And uh, it is, uh, it is feeling uh, this thing. Yeah. Malcolm's gonna get to kill again. <laughs> <laughs> so if I have three attack actions, like how many is it gonna take to try to get out of the grapple? Um, it's it, it takes your whole action. My whole action. Okay. Grapple. 
Alright, I'll try to break it. Okay. Uh, roll your strength. Ah, uh, shit. You do not break free. Alright, there's nothing I can do. So then, at the end of your turn, Vlick is going to throw you uh, at the wall. Uh, my saving throw's been shit. That's not great. <laughs> So you're going to take 37 damage as you hit the wall over there, and drop down pro. Next are the paladins, which you still do not see. Then, with a speed that belies her bulk, Licklock Lore plummets below the surface of the water, carrying Thorina down with her. When she is fully submerged, there is an explosion of ink in the water around the Kraken. Thorina, you immediately begin to feel the ink burning your exposed skin. I need you to roll Constitution. Um, well, I am out of hit points in the water, so that's great. Oh, shit, okay. Um... Fuck, I'm dead. There's no coming back from this. Unconscious in chainmail underwater is definitely not a good place to be. No. So the rest of you see Vlicklock Lore and Therina disappear underwater. Black ink suddenly blocks your already limited view. And as the water slowly calms, you see no sign of either of them. Well, Malkin's not going to jump in the water, so he's just going to hold... I'm going to cast Reverse Gravity. There's a moment of nothing, and then the water begins to bulge upward, and then rises in a column, rising faster as the magic settles in. And then, rising with the water, you see the shape of a dwarf and her hammer. I use the telekinesis rod to pull her out. She gently floats over to the beach, where the four of you are now gathering. As her body settles on the sand, you see she is not breathing. Uh, cast for Vivify on her. The bluish tinge of her skin starts to turn rosy as the War God's magic revives her. <gasps> you know, I think Krakens hit worse than dragons. <coughs> Where's Diggy? We're probably going to have to go after him, right? Yeah. I have to. Y'all don't have to. I've already killed myself once trying to save the Kraken. What about our companions? Did they show up? No. Oof. Big oof. They are extra dead. Darkness has now fallen over the chamber, save for the glow from Elemen's shield. And um, on a section of beach directly... Directly between the entrance and the edge of the water, there are seven dead bodies, all dressed in yellow robes. They've all been kind of arranged in like a circle with their heads pointing towards each other, their feet splayed out. I need to be healed more. <laughs> yeah, I'm working Before on Before I do anything, but I want to heal and then go after Diggy. What realistic options do we have to go after her? Yeah, I'm gonna, like I don't, I don't have much to get us down there. I wasn't prepared for underwater. I mean, I could probably help with that, but not, not at this moment. Tomorrow, I could do something. Uh, 
while I'm just a mere fighter. I just shoot arrows at stuff that people point me to, so I can't. I don't have skills that'll get us there. While we're talking about this, I'm going to go ahead and cast Prayer of Healing for everybody. Can I also, after that, I guess, um, check out these bodies of these cultists? You can, and they do have some things on them. They have a number of some like mundane, like knickknacks and uh, little, you know bits of crap. There's the equivalent of 23 gold on them and they have three magical amulets. You find a magic yellow candle and a mirror that's about the size of like a grapefruit that is also magical. Alright. I'll kind of walk these over to Elliman and uh, say like, hey, you got that handy book, right? Yeah. I just like gesture to the bag and I say, go ahead. I'm, I'm praying for everybody. Okay. I let him take Omni. I'll use the book to like check out these things. Okay. So if you're using Omni on these objects, the mirror is what's known as a mirror of fate. Anyone who has permanent madness from a source related to the king in yellow can use the mirror to cast scrying without expending any spell slots. Anyone who has inspiration from something related to the King in Yellow can spend inspiration to cast Scrying without expending a spell slot. I know somebody who could use that. What does Scrying do? <laughs> you can, um... Uh, this is like bake. magic spying. Yeah, magic spying. So I can think... I go ahead and grab that and find Diggy? Are you under madness from the King in Yellow? Kind of. It's in my head. Um, it's not permanent. Hey, that's good, though. <laughs> the candle is engraved with a bunch of uh, eldritch symbols that make you feel a little bit uneasy when you look at it. Kind of that feeling that you got from some of the statues that you saw, that you've seen that have been, like, desecrated. Creatures sleeping within 30 feet of this candle, if it's lit, experience unfamiliar and alien dreams. Sleep is not restful. And when they wake up, they take one level of exhaustion and one inspiration from the king in yellow. Oh, shit. And then the amulets. Uh, there's there's three amulets. They're all amulets of underwater breathing. Of course they are. Of course. And there's only three of them. There's only three of them. And it requires some energy from the user to activate the magic. It's not just like... So your options are you can take a level of exhaustion to get one hour of underwater breathing. You can roll on the madness table for two hours. Or you can take ten off of your max HP. and You would get it back after a long rest. Uh, but for every 10 you take off is 30 minutes of underwater breathing. Damn. All right, you three can go. I'll just hang out here. Can't Thorina? Um, yeah, I can breathe underwater. She got to breathe underwater. Mm-hmm. I want to cast Locate Creature and try to find and see where Diggy is. Okay. So when you cast Locate Creature, you cannot detect where she is. Okay. Is there any way for us to tell how deep down this thing goes? Well, based on what Elman just cast, he would know that if, if Diggy was beyond a thousand feet away, he wouldn't be able to detect her. So, it seems like a pretty good that it's at least okay, a thousand feet. It's at least big enough to house this big-ass crack in the car. 
That too. I don't think there's more down there, do you? I doubt it. My question is, should we rest or should we just go? I mean, it's a finite area, right? That we know. Do we know that? See, that's what I don't know. Like, will the Kraken just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper if we don't, like, dive in right now? Or is it a finite area where we also don't know what it will do to Dickie? Can I remember? Was it pretty hurt? Oh, yeah. It was. Yeah. It was very hurt. The Kraken? Yeah. Yeah. What about Dickie? You lost sight of Diggy pretty quickly. She, gotcha. um, but it didn't. It seemed mad that Lorena was keeping Diggy, so it doesn't seem like it, she was intending to hurt Diggy. Okay. My only concern is if we rest, that also gives that thing a chance to rest as well. Mm-hmm. That's true. So I'm willing to go now. Me too. Me too. I'm just going to take a, a healing potion. I feel like if I were to have a counter of hit points, I would be they would be full. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna do it because I'll do anything for Florina, but I'm not gonna like it if I'm gonna be honest with you. Going down there? Yeah. I, um, well, I just ever since Arthamore, I've never really been comfortable around water, especially a lot of it. So, and since you don't have Finn don't. here to kiss you. I knew you were going to say it. (laughs) (laughs) Since this was before the podcast, we should probably explain. Somewhat early in their adventuring career, the Wayward Sons were fighting a Hydra in a cistern below the city of Arthmoor. Elman was knocked into the cistern and, weighed down by his plate mail, sunk to the bottom and drowned. Uh, Elman was eventually saved by a potion of underwater breathing and a lot of mouth-to-mouth on behalf of his companion, Thet. So, I mean, like, if, if uh, Element doesn't want to go, we have three. No, I'm going to go. I have to go. Um, I just don't feel good about it. I'm also, right before we do this, I'm going to cast Freedom of Movement on us. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. That's pretty handy. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a great idea. So you wade into the waters as you dive below some of the light from Fanroth. It's not utter darkness, but outside of that little bubble of light, there's just, it's just black. Nothingness. Can anybody cast light on an arrow for me and I can hold it out? Front yeah, of I can do that. I was going to say, I'll use Drift Globe too. Okay. Yeah. And you guys got all, all the light. Um, so you begin to make your way, well, actually, are you guys swimming or just kind of like walking? Do we, ought, we I'm assuming we sink to the bottom with all our armor and stuff. Yeah. Okay, so I would say it's better for us to just stay on the ground. At least we know. Yeah. We can keep our sense of direction. Okay. So as you begin to walk along the bottom of this uh, pond, um, you eventually up ahead, you see a, a hole open up in, in the... It's not really like the sea floor, but basically the floor of this pond. And the tunnel itself is unnaturally round. When you get to the edge, you you looking down into it, it is descends on a pretty consistent like sixty degree angle. The walls were at one point completely smooth, almost like polished marble. And while they are still pretty smooth and uniform, there's 
over the course of probably thousands of years, um, tiny cracks have emerged in this surface where coral-like creatures and luminescent algae have now made their homes. And so there is a very dim, bluish light in patches throughout this tunnel, and so that allows you to see that it goes down pretty far. This light is not enough to, like, you would not feel comfortable, like, traveling via this light, but it is kind of just enough to give you an idea of how deep this tunnel goes. You also begin to see that there are um, some bubbles making their way up along the edges of the tunnel, enough to lead you to believe that there might be some air or a source of air somewhere down there as well. So the descent is is pretty uneventful. This tunnel is, as I said, it was it, it was clearly made by something or someone. It's not in any way natural, save for you know the, the clumps of like coral and and the algae that are now slowly taking over. Just as you are getting close to that one hour mark, the tunnel opens up ahead of you into a massive chamber. You can see here um, this, that there's, this is definitely this, the source of the air. There are some crevices in the floor where air is bubbling up out of it. The patches of that luminescent algae are, grow a little bit thicker in this chamber, so there's, there's patches of bluish light. But the, the thing that catches your eye is that Licklock lore is laying on a slightly raised platform on the other side of the chamber from the entrance. It looks like there's at least two more tunnels leading out of this chamber, and kind of like, from where you are, they're kind of like equidistant on the other side of the chamber, almost like a, like a Y. But so Flicklock Lore is pretty close to the center of the, the chamber. Um, she is massive. Uh, her body is 30 feet long. Uh, her arms are 40 feet long. They're as wide as mature birch trees. Her mottled skin is pretty... There's still some signs of, of the beating that you, you've given her. But as you are taking in the scene, you notice a, a glow of white light um, from below and behind her. And you can see that some of her wounds are closing up and that she's, that she's healing uh, or being healed at the moment. One of Lick's arms is resting on a jagged clump of crystals, and a gentle but sickly yellow light is pulsing from her arm and into the crystal. Do you think, does it look more like the light is coming out of her into the crystal or out of the crystal into her? If you had to, if you had to, to guess, if you had to pick one, it looks more like some, she's putting energy into the crystal. Interesting. Do we see Diggy anywhere? Do they see, does Vlick see us? Not the moment. Okay, I'm going to cast Hold Monster at... Ellen, tell me what that looks like. Seeing her, um, it's just one of those things like, I should have done it last time, I'm going to do it right off this time. And I'm just going to, um, with Fanroth, whisper into it and have it just like... Pulls out from Fanroth. So she is held right now. (laughs) So she's held right now. Then I'm going to rage and attack if that's happening. So I'm going to move as far as I can and then throw my hammer the rest of the way. Baharoth sails through the water and smashes into the side of the kraken. 
Okay, I would like to try to get behind the little uh, thingy on the raised platform. So you take off running across the chamber. The freedom of movement spell making it so this at least is pretty much like you would be doing normally on dry land. And it looks like you're already rolling to attack? Yeah, I'll do that. So two criticals and then another hit. It's going down. (laughs) Shit is popping off. Okay. So yeah, you light her up. I'd like to make my way like to the northwest. Yeah. Can I see the Kraken or the Crystal from there? From there, you can see most of the Kraken. Okay. I'm just going to cast Mirror Image. Okay. To make multiples of myself. I'm going to run towards that platform. Guiding Bolt. Just straight up Guiding Bolt to the tentacle that's touching that crystal. Does not hit. Wow. Some of those undead fish people that you fought with the paladins before start to kind of shamble and burble their way out of, like, crevices. And they are armed with tridents and nets, and they don't look happy that you are here. <laughs> um, and you've got you have three images. Yeah, I have, I have three. Yeah, um, all right. Let's see. So yeah. this fish guy comes uh, burbling up at you, and all like all one motion, like tries to throw its net on you and is trying to stab you with its trident. Ooh. Probably not no. going to get anywhere near. Okay. Then the one that's come around that structure is going to try to do the same thing to Aramil. Unimpressive. All right. And then you see that white light from underneath Flick flashes again. She heals up a bit. And then the end of her turn, she's going to try to make a saving throw against Hold Monster. Next turn, she's going to be cracking. All right, I'm going to put my bow away and get out Karazor. I'll kind of, like, pull it from its sheath and attack the fish guy in front of me. That's a 20, which would be a critical. So that kills him. Oh, okay. Cool. I'll let you use your other attacks on the the one fighting Varus. Yeah, I'll do that. That makes sense. So, yeah, so you kill that one. Okay. And then just kind of, like, sidestep over to the one that's trying to net Varus. Okay, that'll kill that one, too. Right. And then I nudge Varus. I'm like, but you didn't think I could do that without a bow, huh? Equally impressed. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to go try to find that crystal, Aramel. You want to come with me? Yeah, I wonder if that's what's healing her. All right, well, grab my hand. And I'm going to cast Dimension Door and get as close to that yellow fern to the north. Uh, and what does that look like? So, like, you kind of see the Elder Starlight kind of begin to pulsate around me. And whenever he, like, grabs my hand or it kind of pours onto him and kind of covers him as well, and we both kind of vanish like a shooting star and appear over there. Nice. And um, now we, if we, I'm pretty sure we have line of sight on the crystal. Yes. I think that's, that's literally all I can do. I don't think I have really anything else. Okay. 
I'm gonna run up to the the zombie that is closest to me, and I'm going to take a couple. Well, take one swipe at him. Okay. So you just utterly destroy this thing. Okay. Your sword cleaves that thing in two. As the pieces of its body gently sink to the chamber floor, uh, more of the fish people begin to appear. A few come from the right tunnel behind the clock floor, and a few more from various fissures in the walls of the floor. As they make their way toward the five of you, the kraken lashes out again at the arena. Her arm crashes down into you. Go ahead and roll strength. So not quite. So the impact dazes you just enough that she's able to wrap that arm around you, and as hard as you can try pushing back against it, she's able to wrap you tightly, then pick you up and throw you at Elemen. The fuck do? <laughs> so like a little dwarven torpedo, three and goes barreling through the water to slam into Elemen. Jesus. That's, that's, and then. Um, Ferris and Aramel uh, have front row seats to see a dozen or so arms start to snake out from underneath the crystal. As the arms grab the ground and start to kind of like pull uh, itself out from underneath, another kraken emerges. This one is like tip to tip, like 30 feet. What the fuck? I think he is it. At the moment, you're getting smashed by a dwarf, so I'm not sure how much attention you're able to pay to this. Does it look like Dickie to us? How well do you know what Dickie looks like? I mean, I made her tank, so pretty well. So, aside from the fact that Dickie shouldn't be 30 feet, uh, this looks a lot like Dickie. Oh. I think... Hmm. Cool. And she is going to try to attack the Varuses. Cool. You got your mirror images. Yep. A roll. Yeah, that's two. Okay. So two of them, my images are out. So her tentacles comes crashing down on those images and they go kapoof. So, Thorina, you are kind of untangling yourself from just crashing into Elemen. As you gain your feet, you would be able to see Diggy. Can I, like, telepathically communicate with her? What are you trying to communicate to her? I would, one, try to ask if she was okay, and two, tell her not to attack our friends, and three, tell her to come join me so she can be safe and I can protect her. Roll Persuasion. So, as as you start sending this message to her, she immediately turns in your direction. She sends back some, like, puzzled feelings, like some confusion. But you do get a sense that, like, her aggression has dropped significantly. Well, that's good. Okay, I will um, turn to Varys and say, thanks, but I gotta go, and I will move... As close as I can towards Therena. You just leave me here? I'm like already long gone before he says that. Uh, I'll still shoot three arrows at Flick. I am on fire with the rolls tonight. Yeah, you are. So three more arrows bury themselves into Licklock Lore's side. 
And I imagine it's kind of strange. Uh, On the one hand, it's like shooting an arrow into the side of a small two-story house. Like, that little arrow couldn't possibly be doing anything to the house, right? But the way that you are placing these shots and the magic of Isurindil, you can tell that you are doing some serious damage to the Kraken. Aramel, are you doing anything else? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna yell to Thorina and say, "Don't worry, Thorina, I'm coming." Uh, okay. okay. That's cool. <laughs> Congrats. Oh shit, you're still doing that, aren't you? Fuck. <laughs> Forgot he was like this in the last part. Damn it. <laughs> At the end of your turn. Vlick is going to raise up a couple of her arms, revealing that that beak underneath and the this maw of teeth around it. And she is going to shoot out a jet of ink. Basically an envelop the platform at the center of the chamber. It is going to get Element and Therena and that one fish dude in it. So as this ink explodes around you, you can feel like it makes your skin itch. Um, and you you think that basically there's a, there's a chance that this could be poisoning you. But it's not at the moment. It does, however, you cannot see. So... Thomas, I'd like to remind you that we can't be blinded for the judges. Oh, thank you. Okay. Oh, yeah. So you would have been uh, blinded. Because you are not. Yeah, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Uh, Because you are not, you see this fish person dissolve in the the ink as the the whatever caustic substance is in that that cloud, like, just eats its flesh away. Okay, well, since... Diggy's no longer looking at me. I'm just going to kind of try to let that slide. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I'm going to just probably stay where I am, but I am going to cast... I'm going to cast Alter Self. So my body uh, it sprouts gills, and I grow kind of webbing between my like fingers. And, and I can now breathe underwater and I have a swim speed equal to my walking speed. Not are that you, that matters. Are you a mermaid? I am not a mermaid. Damn it. But I am a, a merf looking. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Diggy sends a message to Thorina and it's just like, uh, it's just a questioning feeling. Like, if you could... If you could put a question mark into a feeling and send it to somebody, that's what this is. Uh, okay. <laughs> Can I send back a message that's like, Flickwackler is working for the king in yellow, so she's trying to turn Dicky against me and thinks I've enslaved Dicky, but I haven't, and when she's big enough, she's free to do what she wants. But I'd really like it if she stayed with me. Okay. Um, roll persuasion. Okay. She seems to be weighing your words. From where you are, uh, actually on the high ground, Karina, this time when you the that white light flashes beneath Vliklak lore, you can see that there are three humanoid shapes that also get illuminated by that white light as she's getting healed. Okay. 
I better communicate that to the group real quick. In our yeah. telepathic palms. I, I say I say ten four. The light is does it look like it's from a like there's a wall back there that's doing it? Can we see what the source is for the white light that she keeps recharging with? Roll perception. You think the light is coming from those three humanoid shapes. Okay. So I suggest that we find a way to destroy the light that keeps healing the Kraken before we can hurt her. Yeah, okay. See, the only problem with Arena is there's a big Kraken between and us. I mostly meant Aramil, since he has arrows that he can, like, shoot in between tentacles, I assume. And then, Blicklock Lore is going to cast a spell, and three bolts of lightning are going to come crashing down on Element. Fuck the wood! This is not, this is not good. Thomas, can I counter spell? You can try. Why not? Yeah, so she is casting her spell, and the energy begins to kind of like gather around the roof of the chamber. You can see like this, the lightning kind of starting to form, and you shoot out your counter speller. What is that? What do you do to counter spell? Uh, I basically like my eyes kind of flare for a second, and like it looks like a shooting star. Basically, like hits whatever energy source it is. Okay, yeah. As that shooting star arcs up and hits the lightning, they just they all just vanish. And, uh... <laughs> and Vlicklock Lore doesn't look happy about that. Uh, where's Thorina again? She is now up here by Vlick. Okay. I'm gonna, uh, swim, run over, like, next to her. Okay. Yeah, you can get right next to her if you want to. Alright, I will do that, and I'll say, don't worry, I got this. And I will shoot an arrow at Flick. Okay. Uh, does not hit. What? Alright. At the end of your turn, she is going to try to hit you with a tentacle. And she does. Thanks a lot, Farina. <laughs> I didn't tell you to follow me. <laughs> I'm going to um, use my Warpriest ability to attack the guy in front of me. Okay. Okay. So you, yeah, you just slash him, like, right across the chest. And its head and shoulders kind of starts to float backward a little bit. So you haven't quite, like, cut it in half, but as close as you can get without actually severing it. And the thing just kind of it just falls backward and is uh, dead again. Cool. Dickie sends a message to you, Thorina, again. It's, again, more like a, a feeling of a question. And the question is who? And it is kind of more in a sense of, like, who are the two of you to each other? I don't know. How do I answer that question? My companion. Slash sister, slash friend, slash... I'm not a savvy person, Thomas. Stop trying to make me... (laughs) (laughs) That's fine, because I don't think Thorina is either. What, um, I think when she asks that, you can't help but think about that moment when Licklock Lord took her. So what what was going through Serena's mind when that happened? Uh, that she can't lose Diggy. Roll persuasion again. You feel her... It almost feels like she softens again. Like that aggression is almost completely gone from her now. And there's 
a bit of a bit of realization, like she has figured something out. Cool. Uh, and then Clocklore is going to try to do a lightning storm again. So I'll, I'll counterspell it. Okay. If I cast it at higher, will it help? Yeah. The rules don't really have anything for that, so I'll just handle that as a modifier on my end. If you hadn't cast at a higher level, she would have she would have beat you. Vlicklock Laura starts to summon another lightning storm to hurl at Elemen and Varus counterspells it again. Just another that, that shooting star arcs across the chamber and hits the, the gathering of lightning before it can do anything. Well, I appreciate that. And that brings us to Malkin, who has definitely been here the whole time and is not just joining us a little bit late in the session. Can I speak like Glocklore? You can. Am I close enough to fire, like, a arrow at it? Yeah. That's not going to hit. That's not going to hit. Cool. Um, I'm just going to keep floating, floating there by the air vent. Okay. So then you don't burn any breath this turn. All right, I will... So can I see the humanoids? You think, like, if you climbed up on, like, one of these, kind of like the the walls that are around her, you could maybe, you think you could maybe get a an angle on them. Actually, I'm going to ask Therina what she thinks I should do. Uh, I'm going to tell you exactly what Thomas just said. <laughs> okay, so I, I do that. Okay. Okay, so yeah, so you make it to the top of the rock, and you can see just kind of peeking out from underneath Licklock lore is is Chorus, the paladin, except that her mouth is just slackly open, her eyes are completely dead, and her skin has that, that really vibrant, like, hot pink that her skin was, is very dull and kind of greenish. Oh no. Being a yellow man. I'm gonna um, relay that information to the group. Is is there any way I can do this without killing her? I think she's already dead, man. Alright, I'll shoot arrows at her. Okay. Yeah, I would say by looking at her, if you had to choose between whether she looked like well and alive or dead and reanimated, it's definitely more the latter. Okay. All right. Three attacks with sharpshooter. Here we go. Okay. So the third shot like bounces off of uh, off for play mail, but the first two hit. So. So as those arrows sink in, just like punch. Like one of them, like punches a hole into her plate mail. This just like it's almost like a like a oozing goo starts to come out from those wounds, but it's black and it's pretty gross looking. Uh, Vlick is going to try to smack you with a tentacle. Okay, so then you like just barely like push um, her arm away from grabbing you, but the the initial hit of like her smacking you with the the, the arm is going to do twenty eight damage. Oh my goodness! Okay. Okay. Um, I have the Zephyr sword from like Forever Gun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna hold on to it and kind of do like my floaty glide thing. 
over far enough to get within sight of her. Okay. What does the what does the Zephyr Sword do for you? Why are you? It it grants me flight basically, but only for like as like far as I move. Okay. It gives me like sixty feet of flight, but then like I fall after that. You know? Right. Right. So I just want to get far enough out to where I can see her. And then I'm going to cast my Eldritch Blast. Two rays hit. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to pu- try to push it again just to see if I can, you know, reveal more of the people underneath. Okay. Yeah. Um, those those two beams, you know, hit her, push her back. And... Aramil, as you see those beams strike her and you see the, this behemoth shift backwards a little bit, you can now see Sicarius is also down there. And you can see him now. The same kind of slack-jawed, dead-eyed, greenish-looking skin aesthetic going on. I'm guessing some people are hurt. So, I'm going to heal my friends. I'm use a charge from uh, Ulfbert to do max healing. For everybody's gonna get 32 hit points that's within 60 feet of me. So everyone but Varus. Everybody but Varus, yeah. Sorry, Varus. So now it is Team Kraken's turn. Some more fish people zombie pulling themselves out of crevices and little nooks and crannies around the, the chamber. So the one that is up here by this little like arc of rocks is going to throw a boulder over this air vent and close it off. There's a, one of the fish people attacking Elemen, and they continue their streak of rolling terribly, so he misses. This one is going to attack Malkin, and they miss. Chorus is going to turn and shoot a guiding bolt at Aramel. Yeah, that does it. So a bolt of white light streaks out from her hand and strikes you. Ain't shit. Sicarius is going to turn and heal Chorus for some amount that you don't know. And then the third humanoid underneath, Blacklock Lower, is going to heal her. And she is going to do another lightning storm. I'll, I'll counterspell it. <laughs> okay. Even at the higher level, it, it's just not its not enough this time. She, she breaks through your counterspell. Well, she is going to send one of the lightning bolts at you, and then she is going to send two at Element. I have a feeling she really doesn't like me. She does not. It hits my double. Um, okay, so it'll blast away your last mirror image. Okay. And then, Element, you're going to take the full brunt of those two bolts of lightning. Good, good lord, okay. I'm going to... I'm sorry, no, no, I'm sorry. Rewind. Um, Diggy sends you a message, Therena. And it is, what should I do kind of feeling. I'll show her the image of the king in yellow and, like, say that this Kraken wants to bring the king of yellow to the world. She... And we're trying to stop it. 
she repeats that uh, that initial message, like, what should she do? Smash the light thing underneath the kraken with the zombies in it. Okay. She is going to move over, and you see her arms reach down under Vlicklock lore. As her arms shoot down there, you hear a staccato of impacts. Then one of Diggy's arms re-emerges and flings the limp and broken body of Chorus behind her. Well then, I'm just going to continue to attack Flicklock Lore. Okay. Oh, it's natural 20. Um, nice. Okay. So you lay two big hits down on Flicklock Lore. If it's possible, she looks even more furious than she did before. She does also, however, look pretty rough. The combined onslaught that the five of you have been raining upon her is definitely taking its toll. And Malkin, you're up. You've got a fish zombie guy trying to attack you right now. Very much like the ones that you fought with the the paladins above ground during that siege. I'm going to use my blade knuckles to take uh, the first swing at it. Okay. So a nice little one-two punch stab there, and that'll kill it. Bang, biscuit. <laughs> All right, I was just looking around to see if, money, if anybody thought that was cool or not. But I just, like, hit it twice and then exploded. Uh, usually when killing him in one hit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hoping that Evan said that and not uh, Element, because that would have broken Mount. <laughs> 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 Evan said that, don't worry. No, I don't know what Evan said that, don't worry. Alright, now I'm going to stay by the, the air source. Okay. Okay, so I, I'm going to do a thing. Okay, on a point right on top of her, I'm going to call down a flame strike. Okay. That is a terrible roll, so yeah, she's going to take full damage. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> Tibbetts has blessed me this this evening. There's a flash of red light as the workout's power is made manifest, and then three pillars of fire come slashing through the water. The water is instantly vaporized, so it is three columns of superheated steam that slam into the ancient kraken. She's probably going to try to kill me this next turn. <laughs> Are you doing anything else? I guess I can go ahead and run and get within range of the next zombie that's around okay. In response, uh, one of them is going to start running towards another air vent to shut it off. But the one that Element just ran up on is going to turn around to attack him. Holy crap, I think they might have just hit. Get out of here. That fucking hit. <laughs> The thing thrusts its spear forward and manages to find just that little gap in your armor. Okay. And then the remaining paladins appear to be healing each other following Diggy's last attack. Diggy is going to continue to attack the paladins. Uh oh, she gets two crits on them, so that's. Nice. Uh, yeah, so she, again, her arms, you know, just thrashing down into this pen that's kind of around Vlicklock lore. 
and she pulls out a limp dead body, double dead body, I guess, of Sicarius and throws him to the side. And then another arm comes out with the, the double dead body of Thrash and throws him in another direction. Flicklock Lore is going to scream. <laughs> Cycle. You feel it in your brain as well as you actually feel the waves of her scream as it travels through the water. And it's rage and hatred and fury. And then she is going to cast Silence right near the edge of where Varys is. So for the moment, Varys is in the, the silence bubble, but he's like right at the edge of it. It's positioned so that like the way you've been like... Running forward and shooting at her and then running back. It's not cool. gonna, not gonna work. Sure. I'm going for the flick attacks. Another natural 20. Baharoth crackles with lightning and practically sings as you bring it down again, destroying more of Luklok Lore's chitinous ridges. Malkin would like to fire an arrow at the large kraken. That will hit, and you can take a sneak attack. (laughs) Shit ton of dice. (laughs) What does it look like when you kill this thing? No! You gotta be fucking kidding me. No! 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 Come on! Oh my god. (laughs) Every fucking time! Every time. (sighs) So. So, what is it? What does that look like? Could it, like, the arrow have gone, like, it had its mouth open for a second and it just kind of went straight through into its, if it has a throat or yeah. something similar to that and just, I don't know if it had enough firepower to go the whole way through, but, um, sure. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Licklock Lore, like, starts screaming that, that, it's that, that rage and hate filled scream. And so it's, it's, beak is open the you know you can feel the waves of sound in the water and you just line up the shot take it and the arrow flies right into the thing's mouth with like a splat comes out like the tip of its head on the other side and it just flops to the ground all of its tentacles and arms just collapsing with this cacophonous thuds And then the room is quiet. The Slayer does it again. Boom. I am feeling pretty stout right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's a moment of silence as Vliklok Lore settles down onto the sea floor, and as the dust and the dirt that she stirred up starts to fall down, there is a shockwave that explodes around Thorina, and it pushes the water back, creating this bubble of air that slowly expands to encompass all five of you. And Diggy slowly starts to transform, shrinking her arms, like, melding into each other. 
until she takes the the form of a bald gender and kind of racial fluid preteen, caramel skin and yellow eyes. And she walks up towards Therina and says, Is, is it, it okay, okay if, if I, I call, call you Mara? Mara? And even as you hear it, you realize that the word means mother. <gasps> oh. <laughs> I'm confused. So is Diggy now able to take a human shape? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yes. Uh, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry that, that I, I, I attacked, attacked you. And she looks specifically over at Varys when she says that. It's all right. Vlickloss lore influence was disorienting. She was full of hate, and it was hard to keep it all out when she, when she did whatever it was she did to me. I believe she used some of her life force to make me grow rapidly. She wanted me to be a warrior for her, to hate like she did. I'm sorry. It's okay. We are all going through the same thing, trying to figure this out. So. Can, can I come home? Yes. She just kind of looks at you for a little bit. Do I need to hug her or something? Is it... <laughs> You tell me. All right, fine. I'll hug hug the humanoid kraken now. <laughs> it's weirding me out. <laughs> it she seems was. to be it seems to be weirding her a little bit. Like it, you you hug her, and there's that moment like where she doesn't hug back because she kind of like doesn't know what, what to do, and then and then returns the hug. And uh, she says, "Vlog Lord took me out of obligation. obligation. She, she thought, thought she had, had to. to. She, she thought, thought she was saving me." You. But well, she, she wanted, wanted me simply to be a warrior for her crusade. You saved me from slavery at the hands of that mermaid, not because you thought you had to, but because you wanted to. You wanted me to be, become who I am. That's that's what brought me back. Good. As she kind of like pulls away from you, and there's that moment like you're still kind of your arms are still kind of on each other. She looks down at your arm and concern comes into her eyes. Over the and king in yellow mark. You follow you follow her her gaze down and you see that there is now a, a mark, a visible mark on the back of your hand. It is three circles that are kind of just touching in almost like a triangle formation. And from where the the, the circles meet there comes a a kind of a crooked line, almost like the the top part of a question mark those hooks that come out of that triangle extend around and as you turn your your hand and your arm around those lines are now like weaving and meandering their way all across your hand all up your arm and all around your arm and they are swaying and growing just a little bit bigger and then smaller like they're breathing but these marks are now moving on your arm as if they're a living thing. Great. Diggy says your your, your mark, mark has manifested. Does that make me more of a herald than killing the Kraken? She looks over at Malcolm, and when you all follow her gaze, you see that he also has the same mark on his hand. Oh no. So he's the new herald. Yes, yes, he he, he took, took the, the spot of Flicklocklor. So what would have happened if I had killed Flicklocklor? I honestly, I honestly don't, don't know. know. I, know I know much of 
what Flickbarkhorn knew, but her mind had begun to shatter. Even the mind of a Kraken cannot stand up to the King in Yellow forever. Well, alright. Uh, any information on how to get rid of the mark? If if Flickbarkhorn's memories can be trusted, there there is a ritual. You would have to find someone to bestow it upon. Traditionally, the ritual involved the recipient eating the entirety of the former herald. But I believe your arm would be enough. How did it transfer to Melkin? Killing a herald, you claim the mark. To give it away requires more. Gotcha. Okay. I know... You, you think, think of, of this mark as a burden, or a curse. And, and, and certainly it's not easy to carry, carry but in a way it is a great honor. It can become a solemn duty entrusted to you. As long as the two of you carry the mark, as long as you keep it from the cult, they cannot bring forth the king in yellow. That mark doesn't make you part of their plans. It makes you a bulwark against their machinations. That's a valid argument. If there's anyone that has to stand against him, it should be me. I am more powerful now than I was. With my new powers, I can hide you from the King in Yellow. I doubt I can stop him if he tried to pry into your mind again, but he can't pry if he can't find you. I don't hide from fights, though. That's... that's the problem. Maybe then it's not hiding so much as waiting for the right moment. I can live with that. And then speaking of marks, bit of retcon, Aramil, I think instead of having to, like, go get marked up at a shrine, when you defeat something, or, like, are part of defeating something of, of significance, your tattoo grows kind of naturally. And so your Vitari tattoo now also has a kraken. Okay. Like, worked into the, the oh, nice. part. That's awesome. Are you gonna attack me again? <laughs> no, no, I... I... Again, Again, I am am sorry sorry about that. that. I I was confused. No, I just wanted to make sure. Sure. Is this your your only form? Or, like, is this how you wish to travel with us from now on? No, but I thought thought it would be easier for all of you to see me like this. this, At least for now. I would would prefer prefer my my true form. form. Though, I will need to make some modifications to the the room you've made for me. I'll work on that. I, I have a question. <laughs> yes. yes. And I'm, I'm like rubbing the yellow mark on <laughs> I'm like, we've been calling you Diggy this whole time, but I just can't seem to remember what your, your full name is. <laughs> Why do you do this to me? <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> I was, I was named, named Deja Zazilia. I was named for the demigod who freed my people. I say, well, Deja. <laughs> Deja. <laughs> I feel some Deja Vu right now because I've killed some big things before, so you're welcome. <laughs> and we all just roll our eyes. Again. <laughs>
Thank you for joining us for another season of Wild Endeavors. We're going to be taking a brief hiatus for our mental health and for the holidays. We hope you'll also take care of yourself, drink some water, take your meds, and get the rest you need so you can rejoin us in the new year for more Wild Endeavors. Yeah, I yeah, com- have we still not played since the last fight that I fell asleep? Yes. Uh, where I lost Diggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's where well, we're starting. We Main. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what were you prepared for? I was thought we were going back into the champion. Oh yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> He's been waiting to kill us with this one. He painted this like a year ago. I'm pretty certain. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I remember him showing it off to me, and I was I was very impressed. But he also told me to never show this to anybody either. I showed it to everybody, didn't I? Oh, did you? Okay, mm-hmm. never mind. I think I think I eventually did. Yeah. I remember you said you had a special order of the paint. I do remember that. I'm sorry, I'm making a lot of noise trying to get all my dice out. You can mute your headphones. <laughs> Saying. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and move me um southwest um like he's going southwest he really wants to get away uh, <laughs> yeah that's fine right there that was a good joke you guys suck i i i'm sorry i didn't get it <laughs> it's an airplane joke evan like the movie airplane just like it no oh. I usually get all those jokes. I don't get it this time. I'm sorry. Like the Southwest Air- Airlines? It's fun. Is that their motto? Like, want to get yes, away? Yes, want to get away. Come on. I don't, I don't... I hate everybody so much. Hey, I got it. I just, you know... was. I don't watch commercials anymore. I'm sorry. Can you forgive me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying you would know from your your maritime experience that Chainmail and water is a pretty quick Bad death combination. Sentence. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm probably still wearing my chainmail, so no. So no jumping in the water. Now Thomas is gonna knock me into the water. Oh no. Do you think that it just occurred to me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm on. I'm on your side. I don't think. Adam, I don't think Adam should get anything ever. Uh, just a second. I'll be right back. What what if he leaves what if he leaves this all in the podcast? That would be really funny. <laughs> also, we shouldn't say bad things. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Oh, he's oh, back. Okay. Oh yeah, oh, so about him. Man. Wait, else she is. This guy's not okay. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so everybody is going to heal up fifty six hit points with that. Thank you. Well, what does that look I like? Need- uh, I get 56 hit points. Is that not visual enough? <laughs> 56 hit points go back into my body. It's fun to say. It's like Black Lore. Right? right? <laughs> What's Adam's character's name? <laughs> Malkin. Malkin. Malkin and you two can go. I wanted to say Hans, but it's been so long. Hey, guys. Who's, oh. You're just I was hi. just saying hi to the fish people. 
<clears throat> to see if they recognized us. They do not seem to recognize you. Or they're just jerks. Well, if she was, someone's if she was down cat the- is someone's cat is very upset. Yeah, that's mine. That Thorina is dying. <laughs> okay. Yep. Not dead yet. I felt like I got one of those water breathing things last time. Earlier, Thomas made a really sarcastic comment about not remembering stuff that happened last time, so you don't want to bring that up. <laughs> I said I didn't memorize everything that that Evan did last time. It was wow. funny. It's way funnier than you guys pretended. They can't have very many healing spells left. They're only paladins. <laughs> only paladins? They're made-up creatures of Thomas's own imagination. They have an unlimited <laughs> amounts of right. anything he wants. They right. have as many healing spells as I goddamn want them to have. Okay, okay. It's <laughs> uh, a third... Nope. 41. Holy Is shit. That right? No. No, that's not right. 30. Shit, I can't do math. What'd you, what'd you roll? 18. Wait, yeah, that's right. 18 plus 16 is 41. 42. You hit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's it's 32, by the way. 32. Yeah, whatever. I, can't, I said I can't do math. It 32. <laughs> yeah. I'm also tired. Shh. You're fine. You're fine. It's, um, it's also not 32, it's 34. <laughs> to hate like she did. And I'm sorry. <laughs> the cat, sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Great timing. <laughs> <laughs> How many turns did Adam Haven have in the fight? Like three? Like, uh, I think this was his third. <laughs> I missed on the first one, and then I killed that thing, and then mm-hmm. so three turns <laughs> killed. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we're in getting close to like fifty for the amount of times he's stolen my kill. That's that's why I paused. I was like, "There's." There was a tiny bit of me that wanted to take that away from you. (laughs) 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 Well, 